Welcome to the 1K Mom Podcast. I'm your host, Katie Fleming, and this is a podcast all about showing you how to make money from home while you are raising kids and building your business. This is a show where we will talk about the mindset, the strategy, and the tactics on how you can begin to monetize your brilliance. How are you? Hey there. Excited to be here with you. So excited to chat. So tell everybody that's listening a little bit more about you. They heard your bio. They heard your extensive corporate background, your NFL cheerleader background. So cool. But tell me what else we don't know. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I think the, the most important thing in my life to me is being a good wife and a good mom. So I have a four-year-old daughter. And so many times, you know, obviously I run an online company and we do a lot of live streaming and podcasting and webinars and that type of things. And one fun fact that maybe people didn't know if they haven't experienced me online is that many times my daughter Madison like comes in during my live streams or pops in during a podcast. So you might get a wave if you're on video or you might get hi on the microphone, which is kind of cool. So, you know, to me, you know, obviously my, my passion and my mission is helping people accomplish freedom by building, you know, a business, you know, around their passion that allows them to serve their purpose, but also make great money doing it. But I really do believe family first, you know, that that above all else is the most important thing to me in my business. And it's also a really important part of how I help people build theirs as well. I love that. Well, tell me, how did you get started in this whole online world? Yeah, well, you know, when I started my my business, I was a Fortune 500 executive. And so I started off on the side back many moons ago um, in 2012. Oh my gosh, that seems, I feel old. Um, You know, so I started on the side. And so, you know, obviously I was like working during the day. And so I got started with social media. I started with Facebook. Um, I started posting on my business page and then I started doing Facebook advertising. And it was literally like onward and upward from there because it was a way to get my business seen and heard and share my expertise. And it was something that I could do 24 hours a day, seven days a week, even though, you know, I was doing it on the side initially. Do you recommend Facebook ads for everybody out of the gate? I recommend Facebook ads if you're playing the long game in your business. You know, I think that everyone has a different philosophy. I personally believe in making decisions today that are going to support you five years, 10 years, 15 years in the future. Um, If you don't have the patience to stay in the game for long enough to invest so that you start seeing the monthly return, which won't happen right away. You have to be willing to go a couple thousand in before you start seeing um, a solid return. Then you're going to be panicked and frantic and upset because Facebook ads don't work. Um, But I think that if you're really playing a long game and you want to get international exposure for your business and you want to build a lucrative targeted email list and you want to convert people from social media quickly into sales, that Facebook advertising is a, a great step to do that. Yeah, for sure. So you mentioned you like to help people start. And I think uh, a lot with, I just love that you're like talking to your daughter right now. (laughs) That is so cool. I'm totally going to call you out on the podcast about that. (laughs) I love it. That's motherhood and business, right? Yes. Always, always. (laughs) Oh my goodness. No Um, beginning and no end. It's just a circle. 
It's a circle, exactly. So, I mean, Facebook ads, I'm a huge fan, but I feel like we've got to have a solid offer that we know is good and will convert. So how do we get to that point um, where, you know, a lot of moms listening may not even know what their passion is or may not even know what that thing is. Like, how can we start to define that? Yeah. Well, what I always say is when, when you want to start a new business, you know, and you're trying to figure out what should that business be, you know, you can get a, a piece of paper and basically draw a circle of like, what do I love to do? And what am I good at? And, and then like, what am I passionate about? So what do I love? What am I good at? Um, and what am I passionate about? And kind of look at what the intersection of those things is. And then you can basically find a little spot down the middle, which is, and of those things that I love and I'm good at and I'm passionate about, what of those things will people pay me to do, right? Yeah. And so yeah. for me, when I did that exercise initially, um, I was like, okay, what do I love? And I love coaching people to help them achieve results that they couldn't have otherwise. And I was like, and what am I really good at? I'm really good at growing business. Like that is my thing, right? So all I did when I started my business was I said, I like coaching people and helping them get results. I'm really good at growing business. What can I get people to pay me to do? Help them grow their business, right? And that was like, literally, it was that simple. That's how the idea for my business was started. And so I would say, look at your passion. Look at what you love. Look at what you've done in the past that people see you as the go-to for. I don't think you need to do in your business anything that's within the same realm of what you did in your past jobs. But I think there's a skill or a passion or a talent that mm-hmm. you have that you did in some capacity that can translate into what you do in your future business. Madison agrees. Do you see? She see she's, she's picking out what we're putting out here. Right? I love it. I love it. So what would you say? So what did you do in the corporate setting? Like what is that skill you took from there that you now do? Well, I first did sales and then I did sales management. And then as I kept going up and up and up, I got to the point where I was managing 17 different locations, which each was run like a separate business entity. Mm -hmm. And I had a team of a hundred people. So I basically did what I'm doing. I just did it in a different capacity. My whole job was to grow each of these business units and to teach and coach and train people on sales so that they could grow these business units. So I really was doing what I do today just in a different format, if that makes sense. Yeah, it does. It does. So the entrepreneurs you work with, what are those phases that they're typically in right now as far as income or really business phases? Is it an income distinction that you make or is it more of like just what you're working on and trying to focus on? In terms of the people that I'm helping, like my my target market, Mm -hmm. my target market is uh, women entrepreneurs that have been in business three to five years at a minimum and have one team member that are looking to scale. And my core focus is helping them build the infrastructure, the systems and the team that they can get results through so that they can step out of a productivity role in their business and step into the full blown CEO role. So my, my specific niche is within service-based companies. So anyone who provides a professional service instead of not like a widget or a product, but a service and web designer, 
Yeah, yeah, anything. Yeah, marketing firms, web designers, social media strategists, speakers, coaches, consultants, uh, chiropractors, dentists, doctors, you know, medical weight loss, even pest control companies. I have pest control companies. Um, so, you know, it, it's really that focus. And I have programs that carry people through the entire cycle from startup, you know, through multi-million. But for me, my zone of genius is in helping people to get results through others. So building a winning team and then helping them teach and train that team to sell, market, and serve for them so that they go from being the business to running the business. Got it. That makes sense? Oh, totally. I mean, especially in the right now when personal brands are like the buzzword mm -hmm. and when you pretty much are the business, like the brand, but you've got to like step out and more into that creative role, um, managing leading, we've got to allow ourselves as the creators to have space, like to create. And when we're in the day to day, we can't do that. It's, it's so, so true. I have a brilliant team. I'm so incredibly lucky. People ask me all the time, like, we see you everywhere. You're doing so much stuff. Like, how is that possible? Like, what are you doing? And I'm like, I have an amazing team. They work their tails off. They're as invested in the business as I am. I have my ops manager sitting five feet away from me right now, Nicole. She's unbelievable. Hey, Nicole. Um, <laughs> everybody says hi, Nicole. Um, but yeah, it, it's, it's so much of it is team. And, you know, I'm constantly saying to my team, like I need Thursday afternoons open to create content. I need Friday open to do CEO work. Like that's the battle that you're always fighting is creating that space to be able to do the strategic thinking to drive the business forward and to not be caught down in the weeds of the day to day because you can't lead and truly be an effective CEO if you're totally down in the productivity of the business. And that's why having a team is so essential. And I don't care where you're starting from. When I started, I hired a VA for one hour a week. Yeah. I was just about to ask, what was your first so hire? I, I started with a VA for one hour a week yeah. and they sent out my email to my email list. They uploaded my blog to my website and they did just those little basic techie things that allowed me to focus on creating content and being out front in the business so that I could market and sell and close clients. And that's the most important thing when you're getting started is to protect yourself from being busy and to focus on being truly productive, doing things that are going to generate and close clients. I love that. Yes. So you kind of mentioned that Thursday's your content day. Do you theme your days? My schedule is set in time blocks that are recurring all week, every week, every week. So like, it's really interesting to me. I hear people talk a lot about like, make sure you plan your week and make sure you plan your day and you know, this and that everything's on the calendar for me in advance. So I don't need to think about that every my ever. I don't need to think about it ever because as oh, yeah. soon as something comes up that is important, that needs to be done, it either gets delegated to a member of my team or it, it gets added as a block to my calendar. So it's either immediately going on my calendar. Like I need an hour to do X, Y, Z, or it's immediately going on someone else's calendar. They need an hour to do X, Y, Z. Brilliant. So, so you get, uh, you, your assistant reached out to whoever reached out to me to get this interview scheduled and then she blocks that out wherever she can find time or is it on the specific day or just Thursdays? Yeah. Thursdays. Okay. Thursdays. Yeah. So usually Thursday mornings, um, today we stretched a little bit. I think I had six or seven interviews today. It was a little crazy. Um, but yeah, so there's, there's set times, you know, there's set yeah. times like, you know, every single week and, you know, every once in a while there's an exception or whatever the case, but it eliminates the need to do any day-to-day -day planning. And I think one of the biggest problems with entrepreneurs is 
they go to try to do something and they take all the time that they have to plan and prepare to do the thing. And by the time they're ready to do the thing, time's up. <laughs> and so the methodology that I teach is setting those advanced recurring time blocks. And even like I saw Nicole, she had her calendar pulled up when I walked in the office, her entire calendar is run the exact same way. Every one of my team members calendars are run the exact same way. They're on a recurring schedule. And when they book things, they go into those set blocks. It eliminates hours and hours of wasted downtime and hours of planning and preparation every week. That's not necessary. Either it's important and it should be done. It should be done consistently or it's not important and it doesn't get a time. You know what I mean? Yeah. I love that. Especially to the moms that are listening to this. We, I mean, a lot of us think, how can I be a mom and run a business when life is so sporadic? It's not planned every day, but I mean, I don't know. I think there's, we've got to like get intentional about setting those time blocks and setting those plans because our kids need the routine and we as a business owner definitely need that routine. Yeah, absolutely. And you know what? I think there's a lot to be said for teaching your kids to have the respect for the time that you're taking to work to provide for them. You know, I explain to Madison every single day, when I get on phone calls, I'm paying for the roof over our head, our food to eat, um, you know, fun things that we get to do with her, vacations that we're booking. She's seeing the connection between those things, and she's four. And if kids can learn how to operate an iPhone at four years old, which we all know they can, and, and a remote control, then they can also understand the concept of respect. And, you know, that if you're working, that they should value and appreciate that, and, and that then when you're not working, you can be totally focused and totally invested in them. I think for moms, a lot of times the thing that stands in the way when they're trying to build their business is the guilt factor. They feel guilty taking time away from their family to work when in essence, that work is you being a role model, an unbelievable role model for your kids to be self-sufficient, to be independent, to contribute to their family in a meaningful way. And that's all in our perception in the way that we think and the way that we think then translates into the perception that our kids have about what they think when they see us working. Yeah. And for so long, I tried to be that typical stay-at-home mom before I really realized, like, I'm happier when I am doing my own thing, when I am doing, spending nap time, building my business and talking to clients, helping other people. I'm happy. I'm better when I'm doing my mom roles when I'm doing that. So, but you're, you nailed it. It's the guilt. It's the mom guilt. It's the wife guilt. It's just, yeah. Ooh, it's all the guilt. (laughs) And, and, but then the, the, on the other side of things too, I think one of the biggest things that, um, you know, stands in mom's way. So I'm trying to like talk about a couple of things that I think are barriers that can help our listeners today. And it's not, it doesn't have to be just about your business. This could be about anything. It could be about taking personal time to do the things that you care about. Right. I think for moms, a lot of times they feel like it's all or nothing. It's like, I need to have a sitter if I want to do this, or I need to be totally focused on this or totally focused on that. When my trainer comes in to work out with me every week, Madison comes with me. We work out together. Uh, Mm -hmm. When I'm doing live streaming, if Madison didn't fall asleep yet at night and she's still awake, she's in my office with me. That's okay. And I think sometimes our striving for perfection and trying to make everything perfect is the thing that stands in the way of us getting what we really want. And when I learned to be more flexible and pliable and be like, hey, my workout's going to be a three ring circus and my live streams are going to have, you know, a little kid running in and out and I'm going to make that fun and I'm going to love that and embrace that. 
the sky became the limit because I no longer was living in this little tiny box of, I can only go live when things are perfect. Yeah. I can only do a podcast when things are perfect. And I think when you embrace that mentality, you open up a world of possibilities for yourself. That's so good. I love that. Well, we could probably talk forever about all of this stuff. I mean, like I wrote down marketing systems. I want to know all that. Um, Just, I mean, there's so much, but we are kind of nearing the end of our little time block for today, right? Yes, yes. (laughs) So I'm going to go into the last four questions that I ask every mom on this show. Awesome. So let's go. So what is one mom and business owner hack to help others manage motherhood and business well? I think the biggest thing is being flexible and including your kids and making that a meaningful part of your relationship with them instead of a divide between you and them. Oh, that's good. That's so good. If you could do it all over again, what would you tell yourself or start with? And this is mom or business, either one. I think it would have been um, to just embrace the crazy sooner. I think it would have been that. I mean, that would be my biggest advice to my my younger, you know, younger self is just embrace the crazy sooner. I think it makes you more relatable. I think people appreciate it. I think you can connect better with your audience and you can get a lot more done. Oh, yeah. Cool, cool. Well, what is your favorite app, system, or software that you'd recommend right now? <laughs> it's probably like silly to even say, but the Google Drive, like we oh, use yeah. for everything. I'm obsessed with it. Nicole's even shaking her head laughing because I know that's ridiculous. We're an internet company and we should be using all these like crazy complex tools. We're a pretty good sized company too, but I just love the good old fashioned Google Drive. Oh, for real. Like right before we got on this interview, I was on Instagram stories showing like all my tools for podcasting. I've got my mic, I've got this light and Google Drive. Yes. I love the Google Drive. So I love it. It's all simple girl. Yeah. Love it. Well, what is the best book you've read? And then what are you looking forward to reading soon? Oh, well, I, I read a lot. Um, and sometimes I read them like three, four times. I would say one of my favorites that I think I have read like five times in recent years would be The Answer by John Asaroff. Um, That is just an incredible book about, you know, the power of training your brain for success and understanding how the subconscious mind works and, you know, understanding how to, you know, take ownership of the way that you think that impacts the results that you get. I love that. And what's up next on your book list? Oh, man. Well, I let let me think. I just what's on your nightstand. (laughs) Well, actually, no, I have a client that just wrote an awesome book, which I ordered and I haven't even cracked open yet. It's called Subtle Words That Sell. And it's by one of my clients. It's on Amazon. You guys should check it out. And he's an amazing NLP certified um, speaker, trainer, coach. And um, it's all about using the power of language to help people arrive at the decision to want to buy from you or for you to be able to influence with them kind of leading the way. So I'm looking forward to reading that. So good. I'm going to have to check that out. Well, tell everybody before we get off um, where they can connect with you. Yeah, definitely. Well, I go live every week on my Kelly Roach International page on Facebook. So come over and join us. We always have something fun going on there. You might get to see Madison. <laughs> yes, you might. Get, you will get to see Madison. Um, and also the podcast, Unstoppable Success Radio. So if you're an aspiring business owner or you're a current one or you even think that you may be someday, um, that show is dedicated wholly to helping uh, entrepreneurs and small business owners learn how to go further faster and accomplishing their financial and personal goals without compromising their sanity along the way. I love it. Well, Kelly, thank you so much for joining us today. Awesome. Thanks for having me, Katie.
Thanks for joining us on today's episode. If you loved this show, help me spread the word to all your other mama friends by taking a screenshot of the show today and posting it to your Instagram stories. Don't forget to tag me at Katie Fleming and let me know what you loved. I'd love to feature you on my stories as well when you do that. So anyway, guys, if you have not joined our unique and special community, go to 1kmomtribe.com. This is a free Facebook community of women who are getting it done in their business and in their family. See you on the next show.